<coughs> Hello, welcome to Origin Gates Podcast Wisdom's Echo. This is John Usri, and I want to talk about something today I call Collision of Temporal and Spiritual. If I were a storyteller and were to start a story, which I'm I'm not like so many of the amazing storytellers we have in our group. Um, I would start at something like this. I would say, there's a sleepy construct of this natural realm interspersed with hardship, struggle, discord, discontent, discouragement, and then occasionally there is interlaced kindness and joy. Then the spiritual realm seems shrouded in a misty darkness and a wonderment, which most only hope at some point in time that they might wonder about that realm or dimension, but they continue to plod along in a passive existence. Then disruption in a person's life gives way to entrance through a portal which becomes available in the place of chaos. It opens up a dimension to shift a person from passive existence into multifaceted, multidimensional living in new places of habitation. So, how do you like the beginning of my story? It's about as far as I ever got. Short write, short story writing in school was never my strong suit, and uh, English lit and composition. Um, I was more the, I like the numbers stuff, and so. Um, but anyway, I thought that was pretty profound uh, thought process because what I want to talk about is the place of disruption, engagement with disruption in our lives and what that looks like and why we should embrace such a place uh, rather than despise it or, or rather than you know pray that we never gain entrance into that. If you remember, when you look at Yeshua in the Bible, every time there was a place of existence, or the Jews in a place of existence in the wilderness, that it became a place of provision, of miracle, of supply, of transition into different dimensional realms. Water would come out of rocks. Provision of supernatural food would come. Um, Engagement with beings. Different things would happen. The place of the wilderness that we ascribe wilderness to is often a place of disruption or discomfort in a place of a person's life. The value of that is just absolutely incredible because if we would properly look at those things as an engagement opportunity to see what it is that Yahweh wants to open up for us. Now, is it comfortable? No. Is it is it something that we want to sign up for and just be jolly excited about? No, that's not the case at all. But it comes around. It circles around. The waters get troubled. If you remember the man sitting at the pool of Bethesda, he waited and waited and waited, and somebody would always get in the water and get healed before him. And he was sitting there fussing about it, fussing about it, finally got healed. And the purpose that he never got in was so that the works and miracles of Jesus could be um, manifest. But quite honestly, if I was that guy, I'd be sitting perched on the edge of the lip of the pool there, ready to go, that when the waters were troubled, man, I'd flop over in there before anybody else even had a second thought. Um, I'm not sure what his situation was. Maybe he just couldn't 
find a perch that way and a place that way. That'd been me, you know, if I if that's what I was looking for. The thing that happens in a person's life, though, in disruption and chaos and pain and suffering and issues that disrupt the normal sphere or comfort zone of a person's life is the ruffling and turbulence of the waters on the inside of them. It's a place where Yeshua then can meet you and open up things for you to be able to engage with supernaturally, depending on how you approach them and how you look at them. The key word that I said is that it's usually a time that shakes us out of our comfort zone. We like the feeling of our comfort zones because it's like simple. I don't. I can put it on autopilot. I don't have to think about life. I can plug along and just do my life, do what I want to do. And it, the problem with that is we don't engage with faith. We don't engage with purpose and intention. We're just running on automatic. I, I remember I've told I, to some groups, different groups, I've told this story before, but I don't think I have on here, but just in case I have, forgive me. But I would recently, in the last two years, move from one place that I'd lived for a lot of years in Northern California and relocated into Texas. And it was at the direction of the Holy Spirit, and, and there was some supernatural guidance about how it all happened. And that's another story in and of itself, and, and the process I went through, and the decision that my wife and I made. And, um, and it wasn't an easy task. We moved a business, an office, all the furnishings. We moved our household, my wife and mine. We moved my mom and her household out, and then we moved my son and his wife and four kids out in their household um, it wasn't easy, it, it was expensive, and, and it took a lot of doing, um, but yet we knew that we knew we knew we were right in the middle of the perfect thing that we were supposed to do, and it's, it's come together beautifully. But the thing that's interesting about it is I asked the Lord, I said, why do you want us to uproot, relocate, and go to this new place? What is the purpose in it? I'd like to know some purpose. And the line I got back, and it's so typical of me, um, and how the Lord deals with me. He says, I'll tell you when you get there. Well, I know what that means is because my curiosity sometimes, if I don't have curiosity to motivate me and drive me, um, maybe it wouldn't, I wouldn't step into everything. I, I'm not just wired such that I'm just automatically going to dive in and do, I, I get into my comfort zones and they're comfortable. But I knew that when he said that to me that all right, I got to find this out. It would help be a motivation for me to keep me going in the process to find out what that looks like, what it's about. So we went through this year and a half process. Actually, the moving process from decision to accomplishment was only about eight months. I got into Texas and a month or two goes by and I asked the Lord, I said, okay, now you told me you're going to spill the beans. Tell me why this was significant, why this was important. And what he said to me was this. He said, I could have let you stay where you were in the comfort of the success of your business and your family and your relationships and your friendships. And I'm thinking to myself at that moment, well, that sounds pretty good. You know, I could have done that and he would have blessed me and all would be good. But he said, I had to uproot you and move you to shake you and jar you out of your comfort zone so that I could engage with you at the next level of your life and that you would pursue and enter into the things that I really have for you to accomplish and do. And I thought, well, that's about typical of you, and that's how it usually works. And so 
um, disruption and chaos is actually a place of opportunity. Um, again, it's not a place where we always like to be. The comfort zone versus chaos is not a thing that we necessarily sign up for and engage with on purpose, but it happens in people's lives. It's a place of opportunity. And how you choose to walk through that place of opportunity is really key to how you're going to come out the other end of it. Um, over the years of having enough of that kind of stuff, I've looked at it and decided when that stuff happens to me, I immediately turn and look into Yahweh and I go into the place of my night watch and I spend time there and I engage with the book of Psalms and I engage with the things that I know to do. Um, a whole lot of different things you can do. Meditation, you can do um, reading the Word is one of the best. Praying in the Spirit is spectacular. We've been doing that for years now uh, in some of our groups. And it's just phenomenal things that are unlocking and unraveling when you do that by faith with intention. But you go through this process or this place of um, uh, chaos or disruption, and it becomes a place of creation. It becomes a place where you can begin to breathe through your heart the thing that you've brooded over, the thing that Yahweh's dropped into you, and actually begin to create new opportunity and new life because you're you're engaging in partnership with the Holy Spirit. You're engaging in partnership with uh, the Father and His design and plan for you. And so in the doing of that, um, if you choose joy and rejoicing in it, and purposeful walking in faith with intention and working and engaging with the blueprint he begins to unfold, you're going to see an expansion in the things that he wants to do in your life. You're going to see expansion of encounter. You're going to see an expansion of being able to step into dimensions and realms of things and understanding and revelation of things that you wouldn't have otherwise. If you choose to fashion your life to take out every obstacle, to take out every ruffling to live in a place of peaceful existence odds are unless you're wired differently like some are um, but most of us are not wired to respond that way it's like uh, we get lazy and comfortable and that's not conducive to walking through into everything the kingdom of god has you gotta remember he's ever expanding he's not static he's ever changing and moving and and in going and growing and if we're going to partner with that we have to operate that way in these last two years i've had more uh situations where i've seen encounters with the things of the dimensions of heaven i've i've had more opportunity to refocus and to see the supernatural provision of god the place of full supply yeah when you stretch yourself the opportunity to engage by faith with the things of the kingdom of heaven becomes so evident. Seeing the supernatural needs met, not just me, but those around me, those that have been connected with me, my family, uh, my business, different things, just watching the provision of God in all of it. And now I have a sense and a feel of a greater um, engagement and thing that he wants to accomplish and do that I would not have had had I stayed in, in the place of comfort that I had been. Again, there was nothing wrong with it, and he told me that would be okay. But if I wanted to go the next step, I had to engage by faith with the process of disruption and chaos. Now, let me talk about chaos for a minute. 
to me, it's a, an amazing place. It's in Genesis 1, the tohu, the bohu, the toho is the key, chaos. And if you remember, Yahweh brooded and said, let there be light. He started a creation process into the tohu. It's the place, the chaos is a, a chaotic sea of creation that as something enters into it, it forms and creates a thing in conjunction with a blueprint of wisdom in conjunction with Aleph-Bet, in conjunction with Yahweh brooding over it, or a spirit being brooding over it. Remember, your design is He is, made in His image as a spirit being. You have the same ability to function with chaos as He did in the beginning. And so, in that process, you begin to create and frame up around you the life that you need to walk in according to the design of the scroll that's on the inside of you. As you continue that process with skill and learning and wisdom and understanding arcing together with you, releasing out through knowledge of his ways, you'll find that you begin to grow in the process and you begin to take on greater weight on your shoulders. The government is on his shoulders, it says in the word. The government begins to rest more and more on your shoulders of what you look after, what you do, how you function, and how you move. Something I want to mention, though, in the midst of all of this is this. Every one of you are designed with a unique blueprint from God, a unique scroll, a unique destiny and function. Every one of you is as unique as the fingerprint on your finger or as the snowflake that hits the earth. Every scroll has a specific identity for you who carries it. And the thing to remember is this. If you choose to chase after trying to be somebody else, function like somebody else, uh, operate like somebody else, I gotta speak like them, I gotta uh, experience things like they do, I've gotta have a ministry like that one, or or do this thing like that one, that enters you into a process where Yahweh has to say, "Depart from me, I never knew you." That doesn't mean you're not saved or going to heaven. That's that's not what that's talking about. It means the place of the perfect role and blueprint that you're supposed to fulfill is vacated. It, it It's not operated by because you're busy chasing after somebody else's scroll. If you'll realize this and rest in the place and the function of the scroll that God's given you that you've engaged with, your value is absolutely incredible. If you know what Jenga blocks are, there's a the game where all the blocks stack on each other. And if you move one critical piece around at the bottom, the whole tower of them falls over. That's how you are with your blueprint, your scroll that functions in your life. If you try to engage in somebody else's, you won't see the function that is needed in yours in the overall picture of what you always got in humanity. What you're designed to do is so critical. So get busy looking at what your role and function is and not trying to emulate and be somebody else's role. Um, it's funny, when I see people trying to engage with somebody else's scroll or blueprint in a way that's not designed for them, there's this stress and always striving and moving forward. And the moment they settle into, I've got a unique function and purpose in God, there's this peace that attends them, this shalom that attends them in the midst of the time of trouble, in the valley of the shadow of the death, in, in, the, in the place of disruption and discord. They, they come into a place of shalom and peace as they navigate through and walk through it. 
it's really beautiful actually to watch somebody step into that place of peace because they recognize they are a unique being fashioned in him for a specific function and purpose if we would all begin to do that we would truly become a building fitly joined together with a perfect foundation and chief cornerstone being yeshua and you would find an incredible sense of grace to do what you need to do and accomplish in your life Look forward to embracing and worship and joy and abandonment, the place of chaos and disruption. Um, look for that in such a way that it begins to work on your behalf. It begins to change things on your behalf. And look to find the fulfillment in who you are in this place of rest because the value that you carry for just being who you are, standing in the midst of opposition, some of you, the perfect blueprint of what Yahweh has for you is to stand in the midst of everything that goes on, the weatherings, the things that happen. Some of you just standing by faith and releasing faith is what he wants to see take place. It says, he, what will he find when he, find, when he looks? He wants to find faith. That's what pleases him. And so some of you, even just the process of standing in the midst of the stuff shines as a beacon for him to be excited about. Anyway, great value in who you are, what you are. Engage the process. Enjoy the process. Despite all odds, whatever goes on, that you choose joy and rejoicing in the midst of it and continue to declare who he is and how you participate with him according to the perfect design he's put into your life. Blessings. Love you guys. And have a great day.